It's Thursday, it's five o'clock, it means it's five midfield. I'm Gav Mack and that's Stephen Buck. How are you, Bucko? I'm very good, mate. How are you? I'm all right, mate. I heard you grew a, a year older this week. Yeah, but none the wiser. <laughs> yeah. so what's that making now, 52? Uh, 64. 64, my bad, yeah, my bad, yeah. my bad. I'm Don't almost as old, almost as old, I think, as Teddy Sheringham. Not quite, but you're nearly there, you're nearly there. <laughs> Anyway, it's episode 26 of Five Midfield, the top five list. And this week we have experienced transfer deadline day. And we all know about panic buys. Um, we also know about some really, really good signings, you know, like Thomas Party for one, on transfer deadline day. Now, not every transfer deadline day is very, very good. And some are absolutely hideous. So we're going to rattle through those. But before we do, um, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel, www.youtube.com forward slash to top football. Um, you um, can also search us on all social media at to top football across everything. And did you know if you put to top into Google, our name comes up first. Winner. Um, all the details are going on the bottom of the screen right about now. Lovely stuff. Right then. Okay transfers some of the worst ever on transfer deadline day buck do you want to kick us off well we talk about the flops and the panic buying and you have to look no further than manchester city I, mean, I, could, I could rattle off a dozen from manchester city that have been horrendous transfers mycon not great benjani not great but i'm going to kick us off with owen hargreaves oh i mean hargreaves yeah so back when uh, owen hargreaves obviously got signed up um, on the back of some impressive performances over in the Bundesliga by Manchester United. Had a terrible, terrible time, ravaged with injury, but on then got released. And on the same season, on transfer deadline day, Man City went, don't worry, we could sort him out. Oh, we'll have him. And he played one game and then got released on a free transfer again. Bad football. I never rated him, if I'm honest. Never, never saw the alert. I, I, I didn't get it either, but Spen, was it Spengler and Eriksson that was playing for for England? He absolutely loved him. Yeah, I think he had one good game for England and one really good game for Man United. Um, incidentally, against Arsenal as well, uh, that one game that he had, that was really, really good. Um, who's your number four? So a name which a lot of people probably wouldn't recognise, and rightly so when we explain why, which was Papi Gilabodji. Oh, good pronunciation so, there, son. Oh, it's desperate. I'm desperately trying, mate. Desperately trying. So he was signed over by Chelsea. I think under the it was one of the last signings under the Jose Mourinho era. Um, come over and he played a grand total of one minute. Oh, good effort. Good effort. So that's a solid career. I think he's done really, really well. One minute of football for Chelsea, which is still that's one minute more than the vast majority of their youth academy. Yeah, one more minute than me as well. So... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Who's number three? Uh, I've picked your club, I'm afraid, for number three, and I went for the Kim Kallstrom effect. Uh, signed on loan. At the time, he had a break in his back. And Arsene Wenger went, don't worry, son, transfer still on. Pop over, we'll put you through the medical. Yeah, no, he's definitely got a broken back. No, nah, it's fine. We'll just sign him. He'll be okay. <laughs> He's one of the most random signings ever to come out of Arsenal, to be fair, because it's also a position that Arsenal didn't actually need to strengthen in at that point. So I don't actually know the reason behind that. You know, I think I think 
if just say if he was from the Middle East or something or, or the Far East, I'd understand it for uh, for commercial purposes. Yeah. But it's not like we needed to to really build our platform in Scandinavia. So no. random. I don't random get it. I don't get it. Most Arsenal fans don't get it either. But at the time, Arsene Wenger got it for whatever he was on. Mm. Poor bugger. Um, who's number yeah. two? Number two. I went for El Tigre, old Radamel Falcao. Oh, man, I actually felt really, really sorry for him because he's been knocking goals in left, right, centre, all over the place. And he's been years absolutely smashing goals in. And then he turned up at United and the entire season, he think he's got four goals. <laughs> and then he went to Chelsea and he scored one. I don't understand why Chelsea bought him either. But. I think it's that same effect. Oh, United must have ruined him. It's the Owen Hargreaves size of things. Oh, no. United couldn't do it, but we're much better than United. We can rescue his goal-scoring situations, which, by the way, Chelsea fans have not got a great record when it comes to transfer deadline day or strikers either. Not if you think mm. about Fernando Torres. Mm. But, there you go. okay, we'll let him have it. So, El Tigre is number two. Okay, which leaves at number one. Oh, there can only be one winner. And it has to be the panic buy and square peg in a round hole that was Andy Carroll's move to Liverpool. Oh, God, that really didn't work for him, did it, poor bugger? No. It, I mean, it was a disastrous, disastrous thing. Signed at the same time as Luis Suarez. So they got one right. Yeah. Um, But the other one, what a horrendous waste of money it was. And at the time it was signed... You know, 30 odd million pounds was a lot of money. It, it wasn't like it is now. You know, we bandish around 35 million on a kid, whereas mm. 35 million back then was big, big, big bucks. And he wasn't coming as an unknown. He was coming in he, on the back of a very good season for, for Newcastle. He'd, well, half he'd season. been there, he'd done it half season, but he'd been there. He was showing progress. He was scoring goals. So actually, there was a degree of, okay, he could go and do it at Liverpool. Um, I don't think the setup was right for him at Liverpool anyway in the way they played. I don't think the style was mm. right for him and it was never going to work. Certainly having Roy Hodgson as manager was never going to work. But <laughs> what a disastrous of a deadline day deal if you're a Liverpool fan. Andy Carroll, right? Um, he had about half a season or so at Newcastle, the season that they went down, and was really good. Like It was a breakthrough season. And then... Um, he then went to, uh, he then stayed in the championship season and was knocking goals in. And that first half of the season when he was at Newcastle before he went to Liverpool was brilliant. So I understand the reasoning behind it, but I'm with you. I don't see why they would sign him for that amount of money. That's a panic buy and a half. 100% it's a panic buy. All right. Um, now I'm going to do my top five and I actually got, I've got Andy Carroll as well. Uh, and I got him at number. I got him at number five, um, and it was the the free transfer that he made going back to Newcastle. I understand why they did it. You know, maybe if he comes home, he might be able to do something. But have they not seen his record over the years? Right. Not just goal scoring, but in terms of injury as well. I don't understand it's the reason behind that so move. Bad. I, I don't actually understand why his injury record is so bad. Surely as a club you would have adapted or <laughs> it, there's something you could have done. And I always go back to the whole Ledley King thing at Spurs. If you can keep a guy moving game to game through swimming or whatever they were doing at the time to, to keep him active, 
How have you got a player like Andy Carroll and you've not been able to adapt your coaching methods, your physio, your recovery, your nutritional information to get him on a pitch on a more regular basis? When actually, particularly with West Ham, you needed him. Mm. Why haven't you done anything about it? His word is uh, so. He's my number five. And number four, I've 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 gone I've gone with money your lot as well. Hot and Garley. Um, I from, like Hot and Garley. I didn't like him when he chucked his shirt on the ground. Yeah, he, like he, he moved from Firenord to to Tottenham for two point seven million in two thousand and six. Which now, I think he's one of those sort of players that if you support that club, you want to. You stand by him because he's one of your players. But on the grand scheme of it, he wasn't very good. And once again, a situation where they've bought a player in a position where they didn't, well, well, they needed to strengthen in terms of the quality that was there. He didn't add quality. He probably took quality away and was a pretty poor player. Yeah, I think he was a squad at best. Mm. But the shirt throwing didn't do him any any favours. That, that was the Martin Joel era, I think it was. Yeah, yeah, Martin Joel yeah. sign. Um, Sidetracking slightly, do you remember the 4-4 draw with Aston Villa? Mm, yes, Martin I do Joel. actually, yeah. Oh my God. So that I went to that game and to come out of that game, this is standard Spurs fan kind of thing, to come out of that game with a point and you're celebrating like you've won, that's kind of our problem, really, is Spurs fans. Villa were a good side at that point, though, weren't they? So, you know, to get something out of it, but no, on the on the on the grand scheme of it, you shouldn't be celebrating no. a draw no. in that manner. Um, number three, I've gone with uh, Afonso Alves. Um, he he went from here in vain to to Middlesbrough for fifteen point three million in two thousand and eight. Huge money back then. Huge well, money. I I sort of understand it. And the reason why, he scored 45 goals in 39 games for Here and Vane, including seven goals in one particular game for Here and Vane against Heracla. Now, I see the number of goals going in, but let's be honest, the Dutch league isn't the strongest league. And he's he came over... And he wasn't very good. He scored on his debut against Man United. Fair play. He also scored a hat-trick in uh, in an 8-1 drubbing of Manchester City just before the money came in. But that's all he did. And 2008, 15 million is a lot of money. That's a good 60, 60 mil nowadays. So, Easy. Yeah. Flop. Terrible, terrible stuff. Um, number two. I want to know who his agent is, and that is <laughs> Eric Matson Chupo Motin. <laughs> he has just left PSG Champions League finalists to join Bayern Munich Champions League winners. How? <laughs> this, this is the guy that got relegated with Stoke. Stoke. And he's gone on to make some power moves. You know, I could have put Martin Braithwaite in there as well, but Martin Braithwaite wasn't a transfer deadline day deal. However, on transfer deadline day, Martin Braithwaite did acquire the number nine shirt for Barcelona and puts himself in the realm of other legends like Ronaldo and Suarez. And there he is, there. You're mad. It's like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, but um, yeah, number one, I've, I've, I've stayed at home with this. And that is Andre Andre Santos. Santos. <laughs> from 
from from Fenerbahce to Arsenal oh, in 2011. Bad. Now, this is the guy. He was really bad. He's a left back who has no defensive idea of life. You know, just basic standard defending. Now, I was actually. He's Brazilian. Yes, I agree. They don't you know. technically understand defending. They understand that they're all strikers, but they all have to call themselves different positions to get on a pitch. Yes, they do. And I think he was down as an attacking midfielder. It's like, oh, well, we haven't got anyone to play left back. Oh, Andre, can you can you pop in there? And it's like, yeah, right. Um, he was dog. He, oh, I almost swore. Um, he was dog. <laughs> Let's put it that way. He was dog. And how how he stayed at Arsenal for so long is beyond me, let alone in the amount of games. Now, there's another position that at the time, you know, I'm not saying Kieran Gibbs was a great defender, but he was miles, streets ahead of Andre Santos. Yet, he would then play over Kieran Gibbs. And that confused me a lot because, yeah, absolutely toilet player. Absolutely toilet. Um... <laughs> Santos Dev says thanks for watching Dev and um, <laughs> the most fraudulent Brazilian of all time I would say he's the second um, fraudulent uh, Brazilian of all time behind Pele am I still there? Oh, 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 oh. Gav you can't say that mate <laughs> um, Pele is not a fraud <laughs> we can't Pele go back to where we left this off a few weeks ago Pe Pele is a fraud but, Pele is um, not a fraud Pele is a legend my, my camera's gone, but I'm still here. However, that is it for us today. Um, if you've got any ideas on uh, for a top five, by all means, get in contact at to Top Football on all social media. Oh, there I am uh, at to Top Football on all social media. Um, you can subscribe to the YouTube channel www.youtube.com forward slash to Top Football. You can um, download Soccer Manager 2021. It's available on the App Store and on Google Play. And did you know if you put to Top into Google, our name comes up first. Thank you uh, for myself, Gav Mac, and that's Steve Buck, and goodbye.